Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. It's that time again. It is that time again. And we are back with a session which I believe is supposed to be a continuation of our last session. Right. Or a piggyback. Um, or whatever. Frog leap or something. <laughs> a okay. piggyback frog leap. And um, I think that after this many sessions, which would, this would be our, like our 59th session. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, I was uh, a little bit, surprised when you mentioned, well, last week or the week before how many sessions. I remember when we get to our 50th session, I think I never really uh, computed it in my head. Yes. You know, 50 I, sessions. I understand I, that. I think, you know, I speak probably more than 50 times a week to people about brains. <laughs> so it's like 50 <laughs> podcast sessions. It's like, what is that? <laughs> but we wanted to continue. I think well, rather, more definitely continue uh, our talk from the last session. But essentially, I, th I believe what I'm really trying to say today is that this is almost kind of like an intermission. And I guess maybe 
going forward for the next 59 <laughs> sessions. Okay. How we, we want, we want to, we've been very, I should say, very strict about sticking to all of the, what I hope is tantalizing elements that go with real brain development based on, um, the first five years of brain development. Yes. And we've talked about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and intuitive intelligence, of course, which is the main prospect of real human brain development and full brain potential. Right. And, um, and well, various other things uh, we'd like to, uh, we have spoken about how the preschool year, especially three, four and five year old stage uh, directly affects the teen years, but we should probably go into more detail about that. Although we do want to consider doing a YouTube where usually do first and then speak after, but we have actually taken the liberty of talking yeah, about it first. Already, and yeah, we've already talked about it. We've talked, we've talked about it on the podcast. It's right. hardly as if we we've failed to address it, but uh, in, in terms of speaking directly more to teens, Yes. about uh, what it means for them or what what they can do to empower their own teen years um, in in conjunction with what they really need and want and what the development really is rather than just being sort of navigated through a maze of of making it easier for them to just comply with what parents are telling them what to do right. And it's very significant because when people talk about the teen stage and and reduce it only to hormones and that the prefrontal cortex is underdeveloped, then where is the power of understanding real brain development? Where is the power of giving the information to teens about how to improve their own brain status or how to improve those critical thinking skills or creative thinking skills. And of course we see a lot of creativity and innovation among teens more these years coming up with little inventions, but a lot of times or big inventions, even, um, even making money themselves and already creating an income for themselves on the internet. And, but we, we'd like to see, uh, the possibilities of teens developing skills that are outside of technology also. Right. Even if they're going to be displaying them on the tech technology platform. Sure. Right. Of course. So whatever it is that you do is great. I mean, if you're a teenager that's into crocheting yeah, and you've come up with wild designs never before, never seen before stitches that can, you know, uh, make unbelievable looking quilts or, or hair ties or whatever the case might be. That would be something definitely to display on the internet or do a show on, whatever the case might be. You definitely right. want to. Announce or advertise to the world what your particular skills are. So we, we'd we'd certainly like to see a, more varieties of skills, and I'm sure that there's many varieties of things out there that um, teens are doing. Um, 
and uh yeah we we hope to see uh we hope to see that that essence of teenagehood really flourishing in in a very diverse sort of way yes um and uh yeah so so having Hopefully seen because them, they've understood some of the ideologies of what we're talking about right we want we want yeah we definitely want teens and all students and young people to see that <clears throat> talents outside of sports and entertainment and on the technological front or on the internet um that there's many essentials of skills um there are a lot of fields of knowledge that are more tied into what are known as the stem fields and um even though they're seen as being outside of that and uh of course there's a push to get more students involved across the board uh into the stem fields yes so the the fundamentals of which are better uh prefaced from the early very early stages of development and where the diversification of various knowledge fields can flourish in much greater ways because even if you go into something like engineering there may be a you may be disinterested in engineering per se or science per se or one of these other math medicine fields but you may have a particular skill that would be extremely beneficial to say engineering mm-hmm. and i wish i could think of an example right now but um say you're really good at feng shui okay right but you feel inefficient in what's normally considered mathematical abilities or numerical abilities. There are other math principles that are behind something like Feng Shui. So if you were helping um, uh, a municipality design a better city plan uh, that will create a more community spirit, you might be that kind of person, that kind of Feng Shui person that um, knows how to see a a layout for a town center and even the outskirts of the town that would better uh, integrate or interconnect people of a community. Right. So your designs could be made according to your fundamental math principles that go into Feng Shui, Mm -hmm. you know, patterns, sequences, fitting, sorting, you know, compositing, whatever that might be. And then that could be handed over to the mathematical, the numerical engineers and and other design engineers in terms of how that may fit into the infrastructure of a city. So there's right. many effects. And we hope to enlighten people more about this. But again, we want to bring people back to the understanding that a lot of the fundamentals that go into mathematical fundamentals that go into every field of knowledge and to every skill are essential so that people can realize, especially young people can realize their specific abilities and how they can get plugged into the greater scheme. Because right now, especially now still, 
it's too easy to think that the greater scheme is just technology itself or sure. artificial intelligence. And um, I'm sure that there's young people who feel kind of like left out. And this is a very disheartening fact or factor or mm -hmm. feature or trait. Okay, so let's get right into having said that, this is something that I will listen to myself on <laughs> in this podcast going forward so that we can uh, use this to start our, our, our teen YouTube okay. channel. We, we'd like to do that. We'd like to help teens in that way. Yeah. Um, see themselves in the greater light of their own skills and unique abilities. And so we're, we're bringing this back now to how we first started and a lot of the sessions in the beginning where we talked about the importance of preschool development. So um, we have mentioned at some point or another that cognition itself is a mathematical function. Everything is a mathematical function, right. in fact. But cognition specifically is a very complex mathematical function because mm -hmm. it includes every mathematical principle simultaneously at the same time. And so for um, there to be a united front on all cognitive functionalities, mm -hmm. all fundamental mathematical properties um, in the course of brain development, then we want that theme to be conjoined with the phase in human cognitive development where all cognitive functions are most diversified. Right. And that is generally the three, four, five-year-old stage, especially the four-year-old stage mm -hmm. at the height of intuitive learning. Mm -hmm. Because why is that the height of intuitive learning? Even though when kids are younger, and we've mentioned this, the intuition can be more sensitive, but there's missing pieces. The, what I call, what I just described as what I like to call the cognitive superposition. Right. Where every cognitive function is open and prepped for um, recording your playlist on <laughs> recording the fundamental math principles on okay. so that there's a basic uh, blueprint for all of those functions to unite. So in other words, every function of development, whether it's reading or playing or jumping or large motor or learning environment or feelings or whatever it is, they need to be sufficiently vested or vetted Mm -hmm. with as many cog uh, cognitive, mathematical, diversified principles as possible. So every function needs to be given the, let's say, the blessing of diversity. Okay. Right? So even if you just take one feeling, right. it has to be given the, the, um, the value or the blessing of every mathematical possibility. You know, what is the pattern of this happiness? What is the sequence of this anger? What is what is the comparison, the comparative virtues or 
or or opposite uh, sensibilities of frustration or, or whatever. And, and, and all of those mathematical principles can go with each of the feelings. And the feelings themselves, they span both the invisible and the physical. Right. So uh, that's an important part of understanding uh, cognitive development in those first five years, too. But in putting more detail into that in this current book that we're putting together right. on the quantum quotient of intelligence. But mentioning quantum again... Uh, brings us back to this superposition yes. thing. So I uh, actually even had a, a little talk, was it yesterday, I think, with someone? We, we'd been promising each other for a long time that we'd have a Zoom together and talk. So she was very interested in some of the things that I had explained about intuitive intelligence and the... the uh, do I want to say the missing parallels of history or the hidden or the unconnected parallels of history. I'm going with the unconnected parallels of history. That would be my vote. That's your vote. So I I think I started mentioning that we, we understand, we like to say that the human brain's a mystery. Right. But we understand many of the stages of cognitive development. But the mm-hmm. one mysterious stage is the four-year-olds. This is the most right. mysterious stage. So this is the weak link in human cognitive development. So is there a parallel between what we think the mystery of the human brain is and the mystery of the four-year-old brain is, right? So also in science, we understand all these different fields of knowledge, whether it's chemistry, biochemistry, astrobiology, cosmology, um, uh, physics, natural science, geology, geography, all these things. But then we have um, quantum mechanics and its um, its definition, its true definition of entanglement, which a lot of physicists will say, well, most people are unable to understand quantum mechanics because it's defined, but people will say it's particle behavior, but it's actually defined by entanglement. And most people are unable to wrap their heads around the idea of entanglement. And uh, wave particle um, superposition. Right. And the multiple dimensions of frequencies, resonances, energy, and matter. matter. Right. So... But if we put the four-year-old brain next to the entanglement, based on the definitions we just previously gave, and you look at it objectively, you see that the four-year-old brain and entanglement are exactly the same. Because all of those cognitive functions that are, all the cognitive functions that we'll ever have that are present in their most basic form are active during the four-year-old brain and only during that time. And they all act as one whole cognitive function, which is the same principle as entanglement itself. You have a superposition of particle wave functions that collapse into a particular formation. Okay. Right. And when we're teaching four-year-olds, we may have a function collapsed in say, we're doing creativity now, or we're doing this learning spree now. Right. But, but, Next to, invisibly, um, all those other cognitive functions are present. And at any moment, even though your focus has been, say, small motor control, depending on how 
the activity is unfolding, any other cognitive function can come in and be the lead in there while they're all still present. They're just hopscotching across you know, a, a space. Right. Right. It can suddenly become really about the kid, the child's feelings or their imagination. Right. Or it can suddenly become about observation and comparison about how their fingers feel better around this particular object in the small motor control activity that they're doing versus that other texture or piece of material that they're using in this particular. So they're constantly, it's a superposition again, like quantum computing, you know, zeros and ones can be just zeros or ones, but they can also be zeros and ones simultaneously or switch positions. Right. So again, we go with the mystery of the human brain and the mystery of the four-year-old brain and the entangled superposition of particles and the entangled superposition of cognitive functions in the four-year-old brain. When we, when we put these together, and also my favorite conclusion that we can understand all these fields of knowledge in, in, in the world, but we're having, you know, scientists will say we right. have a hard problem understanding entanglement. So when we put all that together and say, well, okay, we're misunderstanding entanglement, we're misunderstanding um, the four-year-old brain, and then we say we're 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 understanding all the other fields of knowledge, but you know the human brain is a mystery. So put those pieces together, connect the dots, and what do we have? At least I hope that I'm saying enough for people to realize that human progress and human development and all those other things that we want for the the best of of humanity right are all come down to human brain development right and in particular those first five years of development mm-hmm. um with the intuitive learning height of the four-year-old brain when language is still learned intuitively and the codes for knowledge the codes for understanding entanglement, the code for teachers and parents to understand so that they can dispense language in a way that honors the superposition, the cognitive superposition of the four-year-old brain. Mm -hmm. Then we have a new generation of people that actually grow up that can intuitively understand entanglement. They'll probably look at the rest of us adults and go... What is it that you're having such a hard time understanding? That's true. What's so difficult about understanding entanglement here? And then humanity can really take a leap forward because the next step in human development is based on the principles and properties of entanglement, which is also going to include string theory. Right. And we need to make that leap forward because there's so much happening so fast and we're basically needing the younger generations now to acquire a jam-packed understanding of the principles and properties of E equals MC square, and then immediately graduating into the entangled version of real brain development. Right. And all, all happens within the first five years. Right. But we're also making generational leaps because when we look at people our age or even a decade or so younger, yes, it, it's we were still raised in, in the in the classical you could say Newtonian way of thinking yes and never really graduated into the e equals mc square where we had a definition 
for something that would be a standard model for um, something. And, and, and the great uh, uh, platitude <laughs> that I like to use, of course, is this whole idea behind failure. You know, or you only learn from failures. We've right. talked about this before, but then um, people are scared of failures. And why are they scared of failures? I mean, if failures are so good to learn from, why, uh, uh, you know, are we refraining from setting up all learning syllabuses so that kids are programmed to fail? Right. Right. So that's what we mean by E equals MC square. Again, you have to have a def definition that is cohesive on all sides of an equation, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so we still abide by a lot of these old narratives and rhetoric that are inconsistent with what would be a standard for E equals MC square where brain development is concerned. Right. So we're wanting to help young people go through, you know, the fast track of the E equals MC square thing and graduate into the quantum entanglement understanding of what their uh, cognitive potentialities are, the functions, and, mm -hmm. um, and to acquire an intuitive understanding of entanglement um, and diversification. Right. And be able to leap forward and take the world through a, a, a new age of, of knowledge. But especially also, we're definitely concerned with this being a, a power tool for them to understand their own abilities and um, get through uh, any cognitive healing that needs done be able to make leaps and bounds over mental and emotional issues. Because when it comes down to it, again, all of these things are rooted in real brain development. Right. And a lot of the issues about emotional and mental uh, difficulties or challenges um, are, are, are somehow, maybe I'm missing something, but they look to me like they're very removed from what brain development is to begin with. Right. So it's sure. like, it's like, does it, why do people think that that has nothing to do with that? Right. Well, <laughs> to me, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like, I'm going to go cook the food now and I turn the fire on, but I never put the pot on top of the fire. I just put it next to the fire. Right. And somehow think that the, the one is un, un, you know, unnecessary for the other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the picture I have in I, my mind. I like it. You like you like it, but I think it creates an analogy, but it does. Is my time up? It is. It is. And <laughs> and I'm going to refrain from forcing you to speak today because I know you're in major pain. I, Poor yeah. Bryce. She's hurt her arm. I have hurt my arm. She has yeah. hurt her arm. So she sit here but she's had to endure sitting here listening to me, which I hope that you are too. <laughs> no enduring necessary. I enjoy it. <clears throat> oh, that's good. So we will um, say so long again, again. for now yes. and uh, send our love to all of you and mwah, hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs>